0: Well, hello and welcome to another amazing episode of We Love Gymnastics, featuring Michaela Solstede and Mr. United Points. Okay, any addicts? Mm-hmm. Um, before we get started, I just wanna give a huge heartfelt thank you to Dickie Gobern, um, all the girls at Fisk, uh, Coach Tarver, and all of you for listening and being part of this incredible journey. Um, Leah Davis, I am so sorry that the connection ruined, ruined our incredible conversation. But we have rescheduled it for a later date, so look out for that one. In this particular episode, we will be talking to Morgan Price, icon, legend, just baby queen, incredible. We love her. She is rising up in the you know world of gymnastics, and so excited to see her compete at Fisk. She talks about you know the Adversity she faced uh, at the hands of the internet and other willfully ignorant individuals in the sports community who had a lot to say about her own personal change of heart and wanting to compete for an HBCU, which is something that many people just don't and will never understand. Going to an HBCU is something a lot of people will never understand, myself included. I will never completely understand the magnitude of that opportunity because it it's, 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 it's different. It's, it's, it's just different. In a sentence, period, Pooh. So that's that. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe wherever possible on your favorite podcast platform. If you are, you know, more of a visual listener, then make sure you check us out on Twitch, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on um, any other platform you might see us on. Um, once again, thank you for watching, thank you for listening, and this is We Love Gymnastics. Hit it. into today because we have an icon a legend yes so oh, wait this way yes <laughs> <laughs> what are there? Ah! Hi. first off knowing that like, that design lives in my computer and like, i you know it, it, it was straight on my computer blows my mind just seeing it live that's crazy <laughs> yeah,
1: that is crazy pants it's one of my favorite shirts for sure
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
0: so miss morgan before we get started you set the entire gym to ablaze
2: with ablaze. your
0: blaze. A blaze!
1: How does it feel to be... the
2: topic yeah. on social media for, like, a good little second. <laughs> How'd that feel? Um,
1: it was kind of crazy. You know, I didn't really... <laughs> like, I didn't know it was gonna, like, you know, be that big because, you know, some... Like, most of the time, HBCUs don't really get the highlights and the spotlights that they should get. So I honestly felt really, you know, honored and just supported by everyone because they're all supporting me um, to become the first HBCU gymnast, one of the first HBCU gymnasts.
2: So my first question is, when you sat down that day and you said, okay, you know what, I'm gonna do this. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Really go to. I'm really going to go to an HBCU. I'm. I'm going to not go the typical gymnastics route. I'm not going to have the the. I'm not going to say golden career. I'm going to say the typical the expected career. Like you go to a big school. You go. You have Jordan Weaver. You have Kyler Ross. Right. You you yeah. know if you went to Arkansas, you would be on TV every single weekend. Like. What was that decision to choose to go to something that was a little bit more meaningful to you as a Black person?
1: Yeah, so I would start off by saying it's always been a dream of mine to go to an HBCU and be a college gymnast. So, you know, obviously before this opportunity came up for me, you know, I had to sacrifice and commit to Arkansas, which I was super excited about, you know. I was... When this opportunity came up, I I didn't have any doubts really in my mind that I wasn't going to take this opportunity because it's just so, like, amazing. It's the first, like, it's going to be really big. Um, It just means a lot to me because I can, you know, technically like honor my ancestors who made the HBCUs for me because you know back then we weren't allowed to go to white schools, we weren't allowed. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we have a school that was made for African American people like me it just makes me feel really honored and I just hope to make all of them proud.
0: Can you like speak a little bit more on how important that is? Because people don't understand that. They seem just like to yes. willfully like ignore the fact that it's just you know part of history.
1: Yep. Um, I would say it just it really means a lot because you know even some HBCUs they don't even have sports. So the fact that you know Fisk University. Has gymnastics, has a sport that I love to do. It just, it really means a lot because I can show everyone my talents while being able to support my people um, with going to an HBCU. Because again, we like, we literally weren't allowed. We would get in trouble. It was segregation. So the fact that we have a school that honors and supports our culture and our people, it's just really amazing.
0: So let's take us all the way back. You started gymnastics in Coppell, right?
1: No, I actually started oh, gymnastics in Tennessee. Because oh, I was okay. in Nashville, Tennessee.
0: In Lebanon, right?
1: Yes, in Lebanon,
0: yes. Cool, Lebanon. See, these names.
1: <laughs> Same as Texas.
0: So um, how did you get started? What was the, like, how did you get the gymnastics bug? How did it bite you?
1: Um, my mom was a cheerleader at Vanderbilt University, in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay, mom. Yes. And shout then, out to mom. <laughs> yes, shout out to mom. And then my dad played, he played baseball at Middle Tennessee State, and then he played for the Royals for two to three years, I'm pretty sure. So Casual. Um, athletics definitely runs in our family. Um, my mom put me and my other two sisters in mommy and me classes for gymnastics at Intrigue Athletics in Lebanon, Tennessee. And from there, we just kind of kept going. We kept getting better and better. And um, that's kind of how I started gymnastics.
2: (laughs) Cool. What was the highest level you made it before um, this part of your, the next part of your gymnastics career?
1: Yeah. So the highest level after, um, I mean, before college gymnastics is So I was a
0: level 10. Perfect, now, perfect, perfect. Let's, let's go. I want to get a little into that, into that. Were there any skills that you're like, I really want to compete the skill. I really I really want to do this skill. Is it the time didn't permit you? Or like maybe it was just the training? Or just the skill that got away?
1: Um, a skill that I have competed or not yet?
0: That you, you wanted to or, or will. You continue. trained very hard, but yeah. you just never made it into it. just never clicked or something.
1: Yeah. Um, I would say a double-A off bars. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because yeah, right now, I do a full twisting tuck dismount, but next year, I'm trying to get a double-A.
0: Ooh, okay. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, I have a
2: question going back to your um, gymnastics training. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if I read this wrong, but did you train with Kim Zemeska?
1: Yes, I did. So I started in Lebanon, Tennessee, and then, unfortunately, my father passed away when I was uh, four years old, I'm pretty sure. And so um, kind of after that, my mom kind of thought, like, hey, let's try to, you know, step up our gymnastics to another level. So we flew out to Texas and tried a couple of gyms, and we moved down here, and we started training at Texas Dreams Gym Gymnastics with Ken Muscle.
2: And How was that there.
1: like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Texas Dreams and Kim's Musco, it's really amazing. I'm super blessed and thankful to have all the equipment that's there. It's such a huge gym. And I'm just, I'm really thankful to, you know, be able to train at a gym like that. Because some girls, especially African American girls who look like me, they just don't have the funds to be able to train at a gym that big.
0: Again, can you talk a little bit more about the prohibitive nature of this But Like, it's
1: expensive. Yes. It's expensive. It is very expensive, yes. Yeah. Every part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you have to get tiger paws that, like, protect your wrist, you know? Um, and those grips. aren't you? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, you gotta get grips for bars. You don't have to, but you know, most people do, you know? Um Yes tape if your ankles hurt or if you have a rib or something you tape up and that's not even starting with like Leo's warm ups and question used. about
2: tape. Yeah. About do they do you have to pay more for the darker tone tape than you do for the regular tone tape?
1: That's a great question. Uh, I think so problem I think so yeah
0: that's horrible that's how horrible. much tape would you say you go through in a month of training a
1: month? yeah um, definitely a couple rolls <laughs> um I don't know Pretty, a lot I would say a lot a lot yeah
0: that's insane and, and it's these little things that just add up they just start like adding up and adding up and before you know it it's like it, it yes. it's really prohibitive. It's so to not, your point yeah, yeah it's
1: not even counting like doctor visits if you're injured you know.
2: It's a lot <laughs> um being at um with chemistry school, you had the opportunity to train with a lot of very famous famous gymnasts yeah
1: um
2: that was who if, if you can stay who without you know like betraying your friendships or whatever who was like the biggest like oh my god like i can't believe that like I'm me and like I'm here with them and they're like possibly trying to make the Olympus or possibly yeah. trying to make a world team or yeah. what is that like being on like a level ten gymnast and being in the same gym as elite level gymnasts training for a bigger competition?
1: Yeah. Um it's really cool. It's really amazing because you get to see all um, you know, the bigger skills because elite gymnastics it is on a different level of gymnastics than level ten, you know. Um, it's just really amazing to see how hard they work and how hard they train and push themselves to, you know, be able to be where they want to be. Um, I would say I have two probably. My first one would probably be Kaya Johnson. She's just uh she's a phenom. So amazing. Yeah. And then um another girl would probably be Reagan Smith because she She's just so amazing. She almost made it to the, well, she made it to the Olympic trials, I'm pretty sure. She was alternate.
2: She was alternate.
1: Yeah. Alternate, yeah. Um, but it's just really amazing to be able to, you know, train right beside them. And, you know, it's almost like a motivation almost. Like, oh, let's get to where, you know, those other girls at because I can do the same thing.
0: How does it feel to like now become one of those girls that people look up to?
1: Yeah. Um. It's surreal. You know, I love the feeling of being able to lead others and motivate others. I love to help people in any way. So it's just really honoring to be able to, you know, be a leader in the gym now if we want those big girls that the little girls are up to.
2: I just have one question, and I'm not going to um, put you in no compromising position. It's just
0: <laughs> says Michaela always
2: says Michaela always. But I'm not. Um, <laughs> without naming names without putting. Okay. Other gymnasts of colors who have come from your gym has told some not so pleasant experience. Have you yourself experience any of that or was your experience with because you seem very happy when you mentioned and streams like and you know everybody have different experiences and you know yep. your experience and their experience can be totally different and can be completely true but so we always hear the negative sides i would like to hear a positive side yeah. of going to this joke
1: yeah. Um. You know, me personally, I never faced any of the adversity or any racism or anything. Um. I love Texas Dreams as soon as I first, you know, tried out and started training there. The coaches there were amazing. They were super supportive every step of the way because I started at Texas Dreams as level five and then I got okay. to level so. To be able to have the support at Texas Dreams and you know all the love, it's really amazing, you know? It's super
2: amazing. Perfect. Have you ever met Betty Okino?
1: I have not. I've seen her in the gym before, but I haven't like met her personally.
2: We're, we're, out, we're on we're on Okino watch. We're trying to get her on the show, so we're really sucking up. <laughs> we <laughs> really are. <laughs>
0: hello trying something new um welcome to our (laughs) mid-roll if you haven't heard yet we have all new designs in our we love gymnastics merch store honey if you're into like renaissance pieces of gymnasts such as the mona ross or the Kalalisa, lisa whichever i called it or you know you're looking for i don't know something cute like a, a fire them shirt which has you know Uh, people like uh, Manfred Waller and Dana Duckworth who are now crossed out we did the damn thing and have people on there still to go like, you know, I don't know, Jeff Graba and uh, Amy Smith and um, whoever else it might be. I implore you, go check it out on our website, addictsinc.org and get this, get this. Look, come here, come here, closer, closer, closer. If you spend $40, $40, I get $39, girl. If you spend $39, you get free shipping. Free. Free shipping. Free shipping. I know. I know. I know. Free shipping. I love that sound. That's my favorite song. Free. I love that song. Anywho, um, thank you for listening to our mid And back to the action. Okay. <laughs> Now, I want just a little rundown for those of you who are joining us. You know, in the latter part of the interview. Now, I want you to really quick give us a rundown of like the events you do and like something we don't know about you.
1: It's okay. Really quick. Um. Well, I do all events, which is vault, bars, beam, and floor. Um. Something people might not know about me: I love to dance. i always, always dancing. <laughs>
0: so, piggybacking off of that. How is the atmosphere in that gym with all of y'all together?
1: It's super fun. All the girls, all the different groups there. We have music going on in the background. So, you know, it's not just dead silence. You know, we're always cheering each other on, supporting each other. If someone's having a bad day, you know, I know that I always have at least one teammate in there that will help me get through the day and support me and always find a way to. I
2: love that. I love that, too. I love that. Do you feel going to this HBCU versus going to Arkansas, do you feel like you have to change your routine construction, or are you going to do basically the same thing you were planning to do at Arkansas?
1: Um, I feel like I'll do the same, you know. Um, the music that I want to have for my floor team. You know, I was gonna present it to Arkansas too and see what they would think about it. You know, um, I feel like my music will definitely mean a lot more for the fact that I'm going a sneak to HBCU. I actually don't have a sneak peek. Um, I don't have a sneak peek of it. So, <laughs> But I just feel like my music will mean a lot more um, for me doing my routine at HBCU rather than at Arkansas.
0: She's smart. She's like, I don't have anything to show you. I'm sorry. You know. This is so exciting. Like, I just, having spoken with Leah yesterday, which Leah, Queen, we will redo your interview because connection issues are for the devil. I can't.
2: And, and um, I also would like to apologize here yes. to that I wasn't there. Like, first of all, like I said, before we even started, I, you know, for the fans who's like, why wasn't she there? I just was, I'm just going through personal stuff in my life. You guys know what happened at the beginning of the year. It's just not finally hitting me now in the middle of the year. So I'm just, you know, trying to spool through
0: life, you know. Speaking of it, though, like, how is it? Because you must, you guys must feel so much pressure being the first. Yeah. And, like, the gym turn is one thing, but the public is another. Like, how do you – how do you guys deal with that sort of pressure? Is it one of those things that you you just, like, we're we're undeniable? We're going to get it done? Or does it get heavy at times?
1: Um, I feel like everyone's different. So, for me, for the pressure, you know, I use it as motivation. And, like, almost like support almost. Um, You know, the people who might doubt us, you know, that doesn't really faze me at all. Like, I'm doing it for me, and I'm doing it for – other little black girls who look like me so that they have the opportunity to be an HBC gymnast as well. So, um there will definitely be pressure, you know, but you know, that first meet of the season, it'll definitely give me adrenaline and, you know, I will just be so happy and excited to be showing the world that, you know, we are the first HBC gymnasts. So, it'll be fun.
0: So, it's, it's, so what are your I get chills. See if was but
2: I'm so sorry. What are your personal goals for this upcoming season? Do you plan on being a all-around gymnast? Do you plan on just doing a couple of events? What are your goals for this season?
1: Yes, ma'am. I, plan, I do plan on being an all-around gymnast. Um, you know, my goal for the season, I obviously want to win all meets, obviously. But, you know, <laughs> the first meet, I feel like it'll just be really big. So I definitely want to win that first meet just to – Prove and to show to everyone, you know that HBCUs can have gymnastics. You know, and I want other HBCUs to start up gymnastics teams too. not Absolutely,
2: gy- absolutely. That would I just in the future, like, I can already just see like a you know like a homecoming. You know how like they have for the football yeah. games, uh-huh. like they have homecoming. I would love for that to be something that we could do chills. in gymnastics.
0: I'm gonna yeah. chills. I'm gonna chills. I just. I love this entire story because you guys are truly like when you little girls that are coming up in sport look back on this, they're like, damn, like they actually did it. They yeah. actually did that. So, what is one thing that like, you could or what, would want to say to a little girl coming up in sport right now?
1: Yeah, I would say to not be afraid to take risks. You know, all choices in life are not easy, like this choice. You know, it wasn't the easiest choice. There are a lot of pros and cons. Um, for me to switch from Arkansas, a big SEC, to Fisk University, you know? But you have to also think of what it will be like in the outcome, you know? Will I make more of an impact on life going to Arkansas or would it be I going to an HBCU, you know? So those were some of the things that I was thinking about while making my decision to choose Fisk. So I just want other African-American gymnasts, little girls who look like me to know that, you know, they can do the same thing and to not be afraid.
2: We touched on this topic earlier, but I wanna address it a little bit deeper. How did it feel the racism that came from the internet when you made the announcement publicly that you were going to fist over Arkansas? A lot of people were like, Why would she ruin her career? Or why would she waste her time in gymnastics when she could have been going to a big SEC school and just choosing to go to? How did that make you feel hearing um, people who are not of color, not understanding how important this decision was for you as a person of color? Yeah.
1: Um, I would say they don't really know. Like, they don't know the importance to me, you know? Again, like I said before, you know, my ancestors made the schools for African-American people. So, you know, if I have the opportunity to support that and honor that and make them proud, you know, nothing else is going to be on my mind but to do that. So that's another reason why, you know, I was fully head on when I made this decision to be an HBCU gymnast because it just means so much more than just going to an SEC school. You know, like I can be. Like, literally making history and, you know, making my ancestors proud because I know they would be, like, to be the first HBCU gymnast, like, that's, it's really crazy, you know? So, the people that, you know, kind of, like, doubt me and the other girls or just, like, don't understand why I'm doing it, it's because of that. Because, again, back then, we weren't allowed to go to their schools. So, the fact that I have the opportunity to go to an HBCU and support my school and support my people and my culture, it just means so much more.
2: And to follow up off of that, I'm sorry, Addis. Go ahead. Oh,
0: we are um, already. I'm boohooing, so it's okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> another thing, another, you know, criticism is that a lot of the white people, I don't know how else to say it, are like, "What? why is there a need for all Black School, there's a lot of black girls that go to other schools. How would y'all feel if there was an all-white school or all, you know, whatever type of school that excluded white people? Yeah. Um. Well, how do you? What do you say to that? That some people just don't even understand the need for HBCU in 2022.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, first I would say it's not that HBCUs dis. <clears throat> You know, if you are RY, you can still go to an HBCU, you know, Um, HBCU means historically black college. It only means that, not only means, but it means that, you know, it was historically made by by an African-American person, you know, so I feel like me and other African-American people, we just know how to support our people and to honor them. In a way, and that's
0: how we honor our ancestors, you know. And I mean, there are there are all white teams. That's that. yeah. So when making this uh, this class picture behind you okay. up us, I guess. It, there was some schools. I'm like, oh, there's no, there's there's none. Okay, moving yeah. on. So yeah, it's yeah. it's willful ignorance at this point.
1: Right.
2: It is absolutely willful ignorance, but I also think it's the undercurrent of. Um, you know, people not wanting to give black people their due, like uh, you know, I, I just, yeah. Like I just feel like a lot of the times people just feel like we're just supposed to just you know fall in line and do what is expected and be the team player. And when we do things that make us happy, a lot of the times we get labeled as angry or as selfish or as um, not a team player. And one of the things that I really dislike about the Gym Net, which <laughs> your decision is, people were saying that your decision was selfish, that you just left Arkansas with a big hole to fill for the season. You were supposed to come to Arkansas and give them another big all-around score. Um, how does, A, do you, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to let you answer the question. I'm not going to answer the question for her. But no, it was not selfish anybody. But how do you feel to the naysayers who felt like your decision was selfish or maybe you left Arkansas with an ode to fail?
1: Yeah. Um. I wouldn't... I don't know why people would say it's selfish, honestly. Like, I... That just doesn't... It doesn't make sense to me. Like, if I... I have the opportunity to support my people. So I don't I don't understand why people would say it's selfish of me to, you know, just switch schools like that right away after I was committed, you know. Obviously it wasn't the most common decision, you know, it's not like what normal people do, but you know, sometimes in life you have to take risks and some of those risks aren't easy, just like this, you know. So, I just want to pave the way for other African American gymnasts and just African American African American people that you can go to an HBCU. Like it's not a problem at all, you know. I don't want people to be afraid to go to an HBCU. You
2: know? Yes. And plus, it's just yeah, and you were
1: to like, It's
0: been- your life. It's your career.
2: Plus, I feel like having HBCUs is just giving Black Germans another opportunity that, you know, wasn't there. You're just giving them another school to choose from where it was just like... Because let's be honest, there are a lot of Black gymnasts on teams, but if we're just being honest, it's only certain teams that really go after the Black girls, right? It's not like it's spread throughout the entire NCAA equally. It's, it's yeah. not at all. You So giving hbcus is just another opportunity for girls who may have not had scholarships to get scholarships you know right Right. yeah yeah was ever 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 a dream for you did you ever dream of going to the olympics
1: to be honest no you know i always wanted to be an hbcu gymnast literally that was my dream to be an hbcu gymnast how cool. did you feel
0: like? How did you feel like? <laughs> this is cool. It's super cool.
1: Yeah, it's just so amazing. I'm so excited to, you know, move in and be with other African-American people who look like me and just be able to connect with them on a different level. And, you know, that first meet of the season, is going to be so fun. I can't wait.
0: So we don't want to keep you much longer. We know you have a life. We know you're going to go off <laughs> to be amazing. So we're going to do some r- rapid-fire questions really fast. Okay. So are you ready? Yes. Yes? Yes. Favorite gymnast besides yourself? Jones. That's a given. Yes. Favorite skill?
1: Uh, a Yurchenko one
0: and a half on vault. Ooh, nice choice. Nice choice. Skill you wish you could have competed or learned.
1: Probably a double Arabian on the floor.
0: Hmm. Favorite mm. leotard you've ever worn?
1: My Nastia Lucan Cup Leo 2022.
0: Ooh, that's nice. Favorite workout?
1: Um. Like, I would say I, leg workout. I don't know what that
0: is. That, that air conditioner is just going off. I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, um like have said or like uh, maybe like skinny cats?
1: Oh, oh, oh! Like okay. Um, I would say leg lifts, like where you're hanging, and then leg lifts.
0: Most recently played song.
1: Wants and needs by Drake.
0: Ooh, okay. And (laughs) top played song.
1: Probably Diva by Beyonce.
0: And finally, where can people find you and follow you?
1: Um, on Instagram, you can follow me at underscore m o p r i c e.
0: That's it. Anything else?
1: Yeah. Oh well, I have Snapchat and.
0: In- no, don't Snapchat. give us Don't give us Snapchat. Snapchat's oh. private. Don't, you get all these <laughs> yeah. <real> people? <laughs> yeah.
2: What's your favorite subject in school? What are you? What do you plan on majoring in? There? Um, My
1: favorite subject in school is math and I'm majoring in pre-med because I want to become a dentist. So that's also another like great opportunity. uh, Um Mahari is right there next to the school, which is a dental school. So
0: you do amazing and incredible things in your life. I am so I'm just (laughs) we are in presence of greatness, and I, this privilege is not, you know, doesn't, yeah. It's, 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 when it, I come to you, you so so for the so. in
2: ten years, girl, don't charge me an arm and a leg. <laughs> I won't.
1: <will. laughs>
0: well, thank you so much for coming. It was I'm
2: just honored as a Black gymnastics fan to have this opportunity. I honor you, my queen. Thank you so very much.
1: Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I had a really good time. Thank you for the questions.
0: Thank you. You're so oh, you're so lovely. You're so eloquent. I love her. <laughs> bye, y'all. Thank you for watching. Bye. All
1: right, bye.